get there on the 30th, which was the exact day that P. Lenneker will prophesy five months, and you had a word too, right? 12.30, it was the exact day, he said the movement to get on the train, it will begin that day. And it literally did. That our day. 21st. What's that? Our 21st. And our 21st anniversary. Which means you're launching into your 22nd year. Yeah, that's right. And, and Karen and I, we went to Red Robin, little hamburger joint, had our anniversary dinner. And a little uh, chair together, and we had a Red Robin Royal Burger. Her bill named Robin. Anyways. Did the kids eat with you? No, we, we went out. We it left them at the, uh, at the resort or the hotel or whatever you call it. The next day is the 31st. Tom's like, and Donnie are like, uh, we're coming in. They felt called the Lord. So Tom's driving on the 31st. Donnie's coming across from Illinois, and he drives in to York that day, the 31st. He starts. I sent him some of my briefing notes <coughs> that I'd Cecile, who's connected with Canada, who's connected with the person that's our point of contact in York. So, 31st comes off, and then the first morning, Tom, myself, and Donnie all meet together in downtown York uh, to get some coffee, and then we go to Brenda's house. Brenda is our point of contact in York. Excuse me. Yeah. Does Brenda know Cecile? Yep. Yeah. That's how does, the contact does, she, does Brenda live in York? Yes. She has for 45 years since 1977. We pull up to her place. Houses that are interesting. What do you know? What kind of architecture that is, Tom, or what you call that? Colonial. It's it's it is it is it is colonial looking. Her house is just kind of a little small brick with a little you know roof like this, one door on the front, and they're just stacked right next to each other. It's kind of tall, like a cracker box. Yeah, a little bit taller, not too tall. That was one story. It might have been a second story in it, but it's the roof lines on it. Like the full house. Probably yeah, not, that big. Not, not that big. Though. But we pull up to her house, uh, Tom, Donnie, myself, at thirteen thirteen Arthur. Okay, what is, that that was pretty significant. She comes out. I don't know if you experienced this. I think you did because y'all started speaking in tongues pretty fast. You and Donnie did. I was immediately becoming immersed in the presence of the Lord. So much the tears, and I'm feeling her trauma. I can feel it. Trauma. Her trauma. What's her trauma? And I, it's like, the only way I know how to describe it is like PTSD and a lot of pain. It's just like she gets in the car and she's real sweet. She has a gentle voice. She's a very kind person. But you can feel this woman has been through hell and back. You she know, married? She was. Her husband um, died of a massive heart attack in 2006. How old is she? I don't know. 70, 74. Is that right? And her whole name is what? Her name is Brenda Diana Diane uh, Landis. Brenda means flaming sword. Diane means heavenly divine. Landis means the ruler of the land. So her name means the flaming sword of the heavenly divine ruler of the land. And we come up to 1313 Arthur, which later on I'll find out is 1313 of Corinthians, which means... Yeah. She tells me later on, she'll tell me in reflection the next day when she calls because she has the biggest breakthrough in her entire life. Crying on the phone, oh, I touch you so much. I mean, the Lord would take all of us, send us there for a widow. And then, 
that she has went to inner healing ministry after healing, you know, to inner healing ministry, went to counseling after counseling. Um, she said that when her husband came back from the Vietnam War, he was so it was really hard. And and she said the Lord called me to love him all the way until he died. So all these years, he says, why do you even put up with me? I can't even understand. He, and she didn't go into detail, but I knew that she had went through so much trauma and traumatic abuse with him. And she had said, I will stay faithful to him all the way and love him no matter what he does to me. And this is the kind of woman she is. 2006, she's widowed. And all she had lived there since 1977 in this house, waiting all these years. Why, Lord? That sound familiar? Why am I? Why do I exist? Why did you allow this? I loved him. He died. I, I don't know where. I, I can't find a church. I can't find anything. I can't find anything that fits. You know, I mean, she's. So we get in the car. I'm like crying, man. I'm like, oh, man, she's hurting, man. She's hurting. I'm like, God. And then she starts crying. And then Tom and Donnie are praying in tongues and speaking the word of the Lord. And then we all finally have been able to collect a sense of, okay, I want to be able to drive. And so she has the assignment. We're going to three places. And she takes us to our first location, which was called the Seven Gates of Hell. Now, I don't know if this comes to your mind, Philip, Caesarea Philippi, right? And the Gates of Hell will not prevail. We go there, and there's an old gate. Um, does the city call it that, or does she call it's it It's been that? called that in history. It's okay. in the, you can look it up. It's called the Seven Gates of Hell. They say there was an old asylum there that burned to the ground years ago and these people were killing each other in the asylum there's two different accounts of it we can't go on the property because it's private property and we're not going to trespass private property like that and so you see this gate and you just see these woods i go over there donnie goes over there and pours some oil on her there he went there the day before and he went there the day before too yeah. and he walked on that he walked on that he pours oil on what? On the land just to... Where the asylum was? Yeah, to just sort of like... The back gate. The back gate of the asylum. They say there's seven gates. And then people have got to the fifth gate. This is probably... A, I don't know if this is true. It scared them so bad that they would go back the other way and no one had ever got on that land because it's so demonic. I'll go back to the vehicle and the word's like, it's a distraction. This distract. This is a distraction. What's interesting is... And Tom begins to minister this word to Brenda. And uh, is that we get distracted with looking at our own sin and we're looking at the sin of others. And it's a distraction to get our eyes off of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, they did, they didn't, they should, they should. Mm -hmm. I did, I shouldn't, they should, I shouldn't, I did. And the word's like, stop it! Mm -hmm. Look at me, I'm the only one, I'm the only one. So even, say, the, even the counseling is... Yeah, self-reflective. It's self-reflective. And she's not getting any freedom from this counseling mm -hmm. or um, inner healing ministries. All of them. She's been to all kinds of them, she told me. So Tom ministers the word to her, which was beautiful because he's got his father's heart and his love pouring out of him. You can feel the Lord. We get parked off that assignment. He's ministering to her. And it's like the first light of revelation begins through this word. The asylum ends up being an idea that the enemy is trying to throw us off all the time to look at the seven gates of it. Mm -hmm. He's wanting us to look at something other than the Lord. Well, and looking at suffering 
yeah. our suffering. I yeah. mean, it, all our anything that we suffer, we're not supposed to deal with that. Yeah, we and our sin. It. Like, look at your sin. Yeah, and, you we know, we be above it. Right. We look at people's sin and say, "See what their problem is." The enemy gets us every time. Well, you see what my problem is. The enemy gets us every time. The Lord's like, stop it. Look at me. Look at well, me. That's Look like at what me. What the asylum means is it's a sanctuary city. It's a false hope of safety. Oh, well. We leave there. And actually, another thing, Johnny walked that walked that, that path where the seven gates might be uh -huh. from that point, from that gate to the furnace. And um, he felt like the Lord said, saw a wasp nest oh, that's that right. empty. He said, the Lord says, this is like an empty wasp nest. This is just clean up. There's nothing there. That's uh, right. And we could feel, that we really didn't feel any anything. kind of spiritual presence there. Right. It was, it was, you know, like a regular piece of land that you would go up to. You didn't have a, so, so then we go to the next spot and there's definitely, right? Yes. A spiritual presence there that is not good. That was 546 Crux River Street or something. The, the name of the road is actually Cross or Dagger. Um, we get up on that property and you can feel, I can feel myself like vibrating inside. Tom and Donnie pick it up. She says, I'm not walking on that land. And I'm thinking, oh no, we're not going to be able to go get on this land. And I'm wanting to. Tom and Donnie say, we're going. So I stay in the car with her. And they go up, and there's a gate, right? Yeah, it's a dirt road, it ends off, and there's a... And basically, Johnny went before it, for it, and I basically went... We went, we came to this... You go first. No, was, <laughs> no, he, he was... He She's playing said, with you, I'm talk. going, and I, I basically said, I'll go with you, and you stay with uh, Brenda. And, 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 uh, and it was a broken-down gate, and then you could... Def and it was a no-trespassing, and... It's been used for a dump, but you could definitely feel it. So what? So get this. It used to be a house that's burned to the ground. And it was a dentist home. And Brenda had got to know the daughter of that dentist and her husband uh, years ago. And that dentist apparently was a, a, a pedophile. Did you understand that? Yeah, the, the couple that were there when she went to the house right. were actually, that was the daughter. The daughter of the, the dentist, who was the we one who the was, had done evil things in yeah. the basement. Yeah. Uh, her sister, the daughter's sister, was is a proclaimed witch or Satanist. Wow, okay. Um, and who told her that? Um, her uh, This couple that... The couple, the daughter actually told her yeah, that? Yeah, because they were Christians. Well, she was... She had gotten to know them. And how is he related to the witch? Well, okay, I'm going to tell you. Not the witch, but the couple the that she's helping, she meets. This guy is doing uh, pilot lessons. <laughs> He's doing pilot lessons for the man, the couple, the male, the male of the couple. And he's a prophet slash pilot. Had written a book. Had written a book on, on Had heaven. Had experience of heaven. Had experience of heaven. Now, while they're doing this, I'm sitting there, and the Holy Spirit keeps speaking to me. You're at the uh, Bethel altar in the northern kingdom. And I'm like, uh, where the Judean prophet went. Remember that story? Uh -huh. And the old prophet says, come in. I had an angelic encounter. He goes in. He says, you disobeyed the word of the Lord. He's like, well, you told me you had an angelic encounter. 
And, I, and he said, yeah, but you disobey and your life will be required. And he goes out of there and a lion eats him. Well, that's crazy. We're like right off this place called Red Lion. It intersects with this place I'm like, at the cross. I'm like, man, what is going on here? And the Lord says, what you're dealing with here is the he other. Didn't live there. No, he didn't live there. Oh, I'm sorry. They had brought him in there to host him to run meetings to gather people together. Brenda had. At the house. At that house. Before it had burned down. Before it had burned down. <laughs> to host meetings there to get something going in the city of York. Uh, because he had had these heavenly experiences and they're like, we can host a meeting. Sweet. Well, he actually. He a real deal. I'm sitting there and the Holy Spirit speaks to me. You can't trust that guy's untrustworthy. So I tell her, I said, I don't want to kind of hurt your feelings and stuff, but that guy was not a good guy. She said, Oh, I know. I know now. I was like, well, he, um, and the Lord tells me, he said, the first place we went, asylum, deals with materialism. The second site we go deals with sensationalism mm -hmm. or money, and then the second one, SEX. Mm -hmm. She's drawn. It's a lust. She's drawn by that, and I explained that to her. You're drawn to him because he's transmitting that to gather people to get them basically to bring in stuff probably. Mm -hmm. And I said, and I'm not saying he's, there's no redemption. Well, I go on his website. There's a soul tie. There's a soul tie. Tom brings that out to break this soul tie. And I'm, I'm made aware that this is what happened in the southern kingdom. Excuse me, northern kingdom at the southern altar of Bethel. Well, I go on his website and it's got this thing on Washington, D.C. And remember, I've talked to you all about this, that the word connected Washington, D.C. with me to Bethel and connected New York City to Dan. and said he's going to establish a new government in this nation. I believe in Asheville, personally. That's off a word even from a Kurt Bennett. So he's got all this kind of positive stuff about um, George Washington. You watch D.C. like a cross in D.C. I'm like, D.C.'s a New World Order empire. I was like, that's not a good place. Come to find out later, Tuesday's prophetic words about heaven were always black beans. And Cecile tells me this later. Beans. B-E-I-N-G. Anyways, so we go from there. Now Donnie and Tom get back in the truck. We go from there, and she said, oh, we got to stop because there's these other people praying for us, and they're seeing uh, spiritual disturbances, angelic stuff on the track, and they're texting us in. Cecile and her people from Canada are texting in uh, these two angels and this thing and that thing, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. You know, We pull off the side of the road, and there's this uh, burned-down building, right? Yeah. And Tom, uh, uh, Donna another, said, another, another burned down building. And, this is uh, the third place. Well, this isn't the third place. This is the a stop off point before we go to the third place. Between the second and Between third. Between the second and third. Make it possible. And Donnie, Donnie says, I'm going to anoint this place in proxy to the house that we just left. And so Tom and Donnie get out and go to anoint the burned down building. And while they're in, y'all are doing that, I'm talking to her about the importance of family. I was telling her about all of y'all and how we have this wonderful ministry with families. And I said, there's, there's 12 of us that are left, husband and wives, with children, some with grandchildren. And I said, and they, these families love each other. And I was like, and we have Donnie. He's the only single guy out of our, our whole 13 of us. Uh, I was showing her some pictures and stuff of our family and stuff. She said, you know, you never hear this hardly anymore. The whole families and 
the love, husband and wives together and relating to each other and loving. I said, yeah, it's like, it's a beautiful thing and it's what the Lord wants, covenant. So this is a back end of the sensational thing and attracted through lust and all that. God wants family and He loves the family. So there's another thing happening to her right there. So then they get back in the truck. It's like, let's go to our next place. So we go to the next place. That morning, the Lord had told me, take that ring you had with you. You're going to a furnace. You're going to throw that ring you have in the furnace. In 2012, we were going back to the fire department. It was after we'd come out of downtown uh, Asheville. We were having meetings up there on our land. Remember in Saluda, you came to some of those. I'm sitting before the Lord. It's 11 o'clock at night. He says, I want you to watch the Lord of the Rings. And I had never seen, I'd seen a little bit of Return of the King, but I've never seen the whole thing. Amazon Prime was one in a $3 special. And I thought, well, that's a pretty good deal. And I sit down, and I have Haggai 2 opened up. About, and it says, Oh, Zerubbabel, Governor of Judah, I will give you, I'll make you my signet ring. And I'm reading that, and the word's like, you're going to go back to the fire department. I was like, oh, man, I want to go back to the fire department. You know, Skyland Fire Department. He's like, nope, you're going to do it. He shows me all this stuff, and I was like, oh, man, we're going back to the fire department. No, they, they didn't know us. This is 2012, 2013. We beat them in 2017. And because uh, the fire department years are... I thought they were great. They were. They were they but he wanted to quit every Sunday. Yeah, I just want to quit. <laughs> it was all that purging. Yeah, it's a fire. It's a fire thing. Well, anyways, I look up and I watch for the first time the Lord of the Rings thing on the one ring and how three rings form for the dwarves, seven rings for the elves or something, and then nine rings for the humans, and then one ring is made by to, to rule them all and all that. I kid you not. I, and I and I tell the truth. The Lord had to strike me dead if I lie. I'll, because I tell the truth. I look down on my Bible on the left hand side and sit on it. The, the ring that's on that video. And it has the elvish language in it and everything. Sitting on my Bible. It appears. Out of that big house? No, I was at, I was sitting at my desk in the little house watching the movie. I watched the presentation of the ring. I look down, it's on my Bible. I just looked at my Bible. I look up, I watch the video of the entry of the ring. I look down, the ring's sitting on my Bible. Come on. You still have it? The kids weren't up. The Carol wasn't up. I was like, no, I just threw it in that furnace the third place we go. I've had it for 10 years. That ring, that ring, got, it's a burden to bear. Let me just say, because it's any desire to grab hold of power. Mm -hmm. and I, Guilty, guilty, guilty. You know what the ring symbolized at the time you were given it? Not exactly. I didn't know that there was a, that God was making a juxtaposition between New World Order and Melchizedek Order. I didn't know it was an indictment to against me that I was going. I would be a person to grasp for power all the time. Anyway, yeah, test indictment, uh, painful. You know, like, put your hands behind your back. No, I don't want to do this. And then put your hands behind your back. No, I don't like this. You know, over and over and over and over again until the Lord says and enough. And how enough. many times did you do it? A million, probably. No, no, I mean, not that, not, not that structure. Oh. But how many, wasn't it nine goats? Nine faith, yes. Yes, and this is going to come out in the widow's might that will also appear. I was wondering if you were going to tell that one. The, widow the widow's might. might that appears in the house. But then also the... Uh, uh, what was the scripture? Don't 
Scott, that previous night? That oh, was... when we started to pray on the 31st, Donnie said, let's pray. The Spirit of the Word sweeps in, and we all start praying. The Word says to me, Psalms 12. We go to Psalms 12, and I read it in the NET translation, verse 7. I believe it says, and I will... Yeah, I will, I will run it through a furnace and try it seven times or something like that. It says the Lord will rise up finally to take to heal the oppressed. And he says, and I will try it seven, seven times in a fire. And he got the seven times. Yeah, he yeah, did. Because King James. Because he yeah, was reading a different James. translation yeah. than I was. And no, but he knew it. Oh, no, he knew it because he just spoke it out he of his mouth. He spoke it out, and he, will, he tried seven times, but it was... I don't know whether it's the translation, well, certainly it's, it's different translations, but the seven is a number of perfection, so it may have been, I don't know if the actual number is there, but anyway, he said seven times. He did, that's right. And it's translated in the King James. And that's seven, seven has to do with covenant and oath and all It that. does, it does. Uh, so picking up on the trail, second place, stop over third seven place. Seven gates. Seven gates of hell. We go to the next place, and there's the Coderus or Cadorus furnace. It was built in the 1700s. It was used for to melt, what was it, a pig iron and bar iron. The British in 1750 had wrote to the colonies that you're not allowed to build anything but pig and uh, bar iron. Why? Because they didn't want them to build weapons. Uh, because the British were occupying the territory at this time. And so, a man by the name of uh, William Smith, is that right? James Smith. James Smith, who was a signer of the Declaration of Independence, owned this furnace at the O2. He was known for rebellion and independence, also. If the words of the Lord are pure words, like silver tried in the furnace of the earth, purified seven times. Read the verse before it, though, because okay. I think that's the one that's amazing, um, too. May the Lord, well, I'll start off with, Lord, cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaks proud things. Who said, with our tongue we will prevail and our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? For the oppression of the poor and for the sighing of the needy, now I will arise, says the Lord. I will set him in safety for the safety for which he yearns. The words of the Lord are sure words. Now, I want you all to know this. Bob Jones... With Mike Bickle, and I sent this video out, he gets a word that in, in the end, the word's going to raise up a Psalms 12. The word tells him, pray this Psalms 12 to me. And we listened to it that night. And he says, pray this, pray these three things. When a word appears to him in 1984 on July the something, he comes in on a beam of light. And he says, pray these three things to me. Pray that I'll raise up, first verse, I'll, pray, I'll raise up, Basically, he says, the, there's no more godly in the land. Yes, that's, that's what it says. And then he'll say, there's no more champions to champion the cause of Christ that will not steal the golden shatana. They will steal it for three reasons. The girls, the gold, and the glory. They'll steal it. And, and he says, and they'll try to take the golden shatana. They, they don't want, they'll trade out, he said, the golden shatana for these three things. And Bob says, but the Lord is going to raise up uh, champions. And he's going to raise up, uh, uh, I think he said, the remnant or the church. that And he says, pray that their faith will faileth not. 
and then pray that I will send power to my church. And he says, you pray them in that order. I'll raise up champions, that the faith of the church will not fail. And number three, that I will send power. And Bob says, the word comes and appears to him in his house. And he waited three or four years for this appearance. He appears to him, he says, pray Psalms 12 to me. That's the scripture the word tells me the night before. And then we're, while we're praying, go to Psalms 12, that's the word. I didn't know about the furnace in it. And I didn't know about the seven times. So we go to the furnace. The original name of this furnace was Helm Forge. Remember, Frodo has, he's going to throw the ring, well, Gollum, I think, falls into the fire, but throw the ring, and if you know the Lord of the Rings, he's going to throw the ring into uh, Mount Doom, into the uh, lava, and uh, be done with it. And you know, this ring had been so attractive to so many people throughout the story because it, it was the seat of power. Now, it wasn't attractive to Bombadil, which you don't see that in Peter Jackson's film. That's Bombadil can put the ring on it. It doesn't affect him because he's not attracted to power and trying to gain power or influence like that. Uh, but end up, we go over to the furnace. It's sort of like the nonchalant. Yeah, let's get out of here. <laughs> well, she also, the, the um, instructions were go to the furnace, do what you're supposed to do, and get out of there. That's and what we did. Yeah. We did. And um, we, we went in there, we looked at the furnace. And we got out of there and we left. We leave, and the Lord's like, I feel like led, play this song, I Will Rise. And it matches Psalms 12. It's a beautiful song from Bethel. Spirit of God comes back in the vehicle. I feel His presence really strong. That's related to Numbers 10, too. Right. Then I pray, uh, then we, I played the song uh, Homecoming by Corey Asbury. It's another beautiful song. And I believe that it's referenced. God will rise. His enemy will be scattered. And a remnant family is going together. We get Miss Brenda back to her house. Tom takes her to the door because it's raining with an umbrella. Again, she'll call me the next day. It's just coffee. She wakes up the next day completely liberated. She's crying. She's like, Carol, you can't understand him. I'm so, I've been so, I'm so touched. I was like, what y'all did yesterday? She said, my whole world has changed. And I'm like, man. And the worst thing would be first fruit. And he would go get a widow, you know. No. And love on her. And take us three guys. And even Cecile in Reflection says, you know, it's interesting because there's three of you men. And because so many men have abused power and done things wrong, that the world would use uh, our men that could be trustworthy. To restore her back to wholeness. And we go through this thing. Money, S-E-X, and power. The three abuses. Um, anyways. Now, we ended. Tom came back home. We went back to York. They, <clears throat> Donnie went back to Illinois. Ended up going to Lancaster with Kara. And this one. one <coughs> yeah. When we pulled up, there was um, okay. a. Uh, you said. You know, we're thinking, you know. Taking dominion land, knocking down principalities, all this kind of stuff. And Carol says, "You know, I really believe the reason why we're with you, <laughs> you know, you, you to Brenda, oh, the Lord wants, and which not even a radar, really. I mean, uh, and, that, and that was true. And there was a point that after we, after we left Brenda, 
we knew that we did what we were supposed to do. Yeah. There's no like, do you know, we were the question of whether we we're, you know, going to stay an extra night or, or do some something more press. But there was no what we were supposed to do, and it finished. It was, it was, you could feel it, couldn't you? Yeah, there was, there was uh, almost an amen on it. Or, or, you know, we're very few times of, we've experienced, you know, where, you did what you're supposed to do. And, uh, I saw it complete. Yeah. It was. It, it was sealed up, like, yeah. done. What happens after this is very intriguing to me. I, I, and it's unpacking, actually, someone sent in material in the day from Canada on it. I mean, it's very intriguing. And it's kind of complicated, but the Lord's like, there's a deeper meaning behind all this of what you're doing. One of the things is, is, so, did we watch that movie together after we went to Lancaster? I think we did. We go to Lancaster. Uh, we get on a train there uh, called the Strasbourg train. We do a trip together as a family on this train. We come back and someone has sent us like $85, around $85 to go to the Olive Garden. We go sit down as a family. I, I said, you know, these business trips are pretty good. You know, we're all sitting there, the whole family eats together and then... We go home, Carrie said, I would really like to watch a movie with you. And I was like, that's going to be interesting. And she said, I don't want to do the bullet, bullet gun. Bullet, bullet gun. Bullet, bullet gun? It's, it's out of Lego movie because he says, bullet, bullet gun. It's just a funny thing. But it, the bag them up, shoot them up that I like, you know. But she doesn't necessarily get anything from it. I'm like, you see the hero. And, you know, he's taking the turn. And I don't want to watch that. And I said, it looks so different. I don't know if we'd ever find anything to watch this hardly. She said, well, I might watch this movie called Enola Holmes. Well, I said, I'd like for you, you might like to see it. Yeah, she had already seen it. Anyways, Enola Holmes. And I would highly recommend watching it. It is an excellent film. It's clean and it's really good. Enola Holmes. Sherlock Holmes' sister. Um, we watched that to get. We watched that together, and it, it it's about the Marquess of Tewkesbury. I don't want to give the whole thing away, but yeah. a possible assassination attempt on the Marquess of Tewkesbury making a uh, vote in the House of Lords. The next day, we watch it, and I'm like, I don't think much about it. We get up the next morning to leave, come back here, and Manny, he's in the back, and I bought him a book called Britfield: The Rise of the Lion. It's about British, the British crown or something. He said, Daddy, I heard what you said to Mom about Enola Holmes. Well, I'm reading this book, and it's about the contesting of a royal. It sounds real similar to what you're talking about. And uh, I was like, wait a minute. Like, it's, and he said, there's an attempt to like take a life in it of a royal person. And I was like, that's interesting. That's what... You know, because he's looking for double connotations like his daddy does. I'm like, what's going on? And then, uh, so we get home that night, and there's this whole other thing with Tom about his 18th chapter of his book on uh, that I'm going through with Tom. That's a, another component. It has to do with uh, the second death. I get home, and uh, the Lord's like, look at it, look at it. Go dig. So I go back to the furnace. And Coderith, Coderith Furnace in the 1970s, 
think if I'm right, there was a Proposition 70 in Pennsylvania. They were trying to put a lake within every 25 miles of a person's home so people could recreate or get fishing, I think. Oh, those reservoirs? A, they, they weren't reservoirs? Yeah, like, a, I, I don't know if it's reservoirs and lakes or something like that. Because they did that in Massachusetts. They okay. just totally swamped the city to be in the bottom of, like, the quad and run over a town. The whole time we're on this thing, they, the, the, the prophetic team out, out of uh, Canada and out of uh, Minnesota, they keep saying there's something going on with this furnace under, underground. Like... Well, come to find out that Tadoras Lake had covered up this town called Marburg. And the Lord tells me, I'm, I'm, I got home, I'm reading, I'm trying to figure out what is going on on this trip. The Lord's like, look at it. So I typed in Marburg on Google and up comes the Marburg Files. Are y'all familiar with the Marburg Files? Uh, there's an episode in The Crown about this, the, the Crown series that came out on Netflix. There was a cover-up in um, when George VI, remember the first brother that Queen Elizabeth's uncle, Queen Elizabeth II's uncle, became king, and he abdicated the throne, uh -huh. remember that? Yeah. Well, the Marburg files were discovered at Marburg Castle, and they were secret documents, it was hidden, documents that were hidden in the ground that the Americans uncovered of a... Uh, of a, def a possible defection that the king who abdicated would defect with the Nazis. Um, and he had, and there was agreements being made because the king of England at the time, the first, the first brother, uh, Elizabeth II's uncle, uh, was a Nazi sympathizer. He literally was. I mean, they got pictures of him shaking his hand, Hitler's hand, and all this stuff. I mean, he, they end up, it's a massive cover up because. His, sec his brother, when he finds out about this, George, I think, the sixth, when he finds out about it, he's like, we got to cover this up because basically his brother was going to trade out the whole nation to be put back on the throne so that he could uh, keep Hitler from coming in and storming Great Britain. Again, Winston Churchill puts a stop to all that and fights, you know. Uh, but the Marburg Files was a massive cover-up of defection to the enemy. And so, for me, I was like, Anola Holmes, is that's what it's about. Manny's book, that's what it's about. And this Marburg town that's underneath the Cordoba's Lake, that's what it's about. And this is the way I, what I'm saying right now is the way I understand the Lord. I, he taught me to look beneath the surface. You don't just take everything... You don't do that. Proverbs 25, 2 says, the glory of God to conceal a matter. It's the glory of a king to search it out. And that you must begin to look deeper into matters beyond it. That's why Moses eventually got his call because he saw a bush that was not consumed burning with fire. It's possible that the I am was there all along. We don't know that. But there were bushes burning in the wilderness all the time. It just, this one wasn't consumed. Uh, Moses could have been transferred to go, to, but he couldn't see until the humility was there. And a lot of times we can't see at all without humility, full dependence on the Lord. But then he opens our eyes up. If for anything, the Lord is raising up a royal family, for anything, he is bringing forth a royal remnant. And if it is just prophetic, if it isn't natural, even if it is prophetic, 
uh, uh, what I mean spiritual, you still can see his hands all over it. The Lord's hands are all in this, what we're doing as a ministry. I mean, the Lord's the one leading it. But it just kind of like shook me up today because I was like, he said, Carol, Lancaster and York. Well, and then she calls right after I leave there and she's like, Lancaster and York. And then I'm like, and then she sends the people in Canada. Or like, do you see this connection? This connection between Lancaster and York. And while we were there, uh, and the giving up of the ring, they like, forget that stuff. No aspirations. Man. No aspirations for power. Uh, but that the Lord may be saying something. Um, anyway, so is there any significance to the Puritan separatists in the Mayflower? Massachusetts. I mean, what? I'm asking because you seem to know a lot about history. I, I have so many uh, threads in my channel. <laughs> I, I, I don't have an answer. Anyway, I'm asking just um, before you guys. The first time I met you, Danny Busey brought you over to the house. But the next time. Before you guys even went to the Adventist church, remember you were like in a couple motels or something? Maybe before the, yeah, it was in downtown Asheville, there was like a meeting in a basement somewhere, and you spoke. Do you remember that? Was I there? No. Okay. No, it's the first oh. time we might have met Sean, oh, uh, Tattoo Sean. And, yeah, yeah, with Jeff Manning and yeah. the Horses of Men thing that he was doing. I know, you remember that. Oh, that was way back. I didn't know I spoke. You, well, you weren't planning to, I think. But oh, you got up and said something. Oh. Do you know when that was? That was way back. It was before I administered. It was more than. It would have been yeah. 08, 09. Because. You Because I have met you, and, you know, there's been a whole diverse of history that God has to me in, in Asheville. But I've been given this old, old, old rusty key. Like, I mean, oh, I remember that. And the Lord says to give it to you. I remember that. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. You still have that key? I don't know where it's at. Um, you know, keys represent, not just unlocking, but represent authority. He's been given the key and Said. That's right. That's when he began to show me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know. yeah, thank you for not doing that. We were going to tell I just wanted to remind you of that. That's right. I remember that, Brad. Or we were going to say that. I forgot. Or, this very centered Say that again. For this area centered in Nashville. Yeah, you gave me a key that night. I remember that. Yeah. And the key to the vineyard. I don't know that you know that story. That that was a that's a different. Yeah, that 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 story was later on. We're in another meeting, and Gillo Castillo gets up and he says, "You'll receive the key of David." Four days His name later. Means castle. What's that? Castillo is castle. It, oh, it, oh, yeah, I didn't know that. But he says. And I said, whatever, you know. Four days later, Benjamin Berta, who actually wasn't at that meeting, says, can I meet with you? Uh, we go over to Dunkin' Donuts, and he has a sheet of paper, and drawn on the top of it is a Star of David. And I could tell something's underneath it. He said, the Lord told me to have this meeting with you. 
takes a piece of paper off and there's a key tape to another piece of paper. He said, I'm going to give this to you. And I said, well, what is this key? He said, it's a New York vineyard. It's the largest vineyard in the world. It'll be yours. The Lord told me to bring this to you. I said, you heard about the meeting on Sunday trying to play prophetic games with me. He said, no, Carol. I didn't hear anything. I said, you didn't hear what Danilo Castillo. Someone didn't tell you. He said, no, I tell you, God's honest truth, I will not do that. And uh, he said, well, the Lord told me to give you this key. In New York. Yeah, New York. Uh, New York. Uh, and, and so, anyways, it was just kind of, it was just kind of strange because through this whole thing, it felt like that, it felt like everything got epitomized or something. Like everything was there. Like all the storylines and everything, and all of us, it seemed like it all came together. I don't even know how to explain that. Like all these things with all of us, it's like it was all there. And it's all here. It's all with us. And the Lord's handing us something together. I, I, I believe that all my heart. That is so remarkable. Um, we were going to talk about a widow's night. You didn't ever finish that. I didn't know if that had anything to do with it. Well, Cecile writes back and she says, the widow's mind. And I said, well, what about it? She said, well, there's nine points on it. Back in the day when you found it? No, I didn't know this about the widow's mind. She said there's nine points because the Lord had showed her nine portals over the United States of America. Well, no, he found one. Have you not told them about the Man, It's in the podcast. Yeah, yeah I listened to that. But anyways, that widow's mic has these nine places on it. And she had been showing her nine portals on the United States of America. The center one, I believe, would be Aha, where the Levites would be. And, and the and other cardinal points would be the tribes of Israel. Where, 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 where they are in... Uh, in Kansas City, that will be the be center. Because that's where the Lord told Mike to raise up a Levitical, basically night and day prayer. And when you and when you look at Israel, they have where is the twenty four seven app? Yeah. In the very center of the heart of the nation. Yeah. Um, the, what I was saying about he talked about that last night in that video. I was, oh, I was he did. Yeah. So North Carolina that he spoke of would be the east side. It, it, and it has to be a west side, and you know. If, if they are the center. Right. Uh, Cecile, their, uh, their name is Eagle Ministries, and they're in the north. They're in Minnesota. And it's uh, that's Dan Asher and Naftali. You have a western one, and then you have a southern one. And I, I don't know if the word like considers like what. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, Bethel and uh, Upper Room in the south. I don't know how he, the word looks at it all. But there are non-major portal areas, she said, and it's in the widow's might. Um, she talked to you about those nine portals twelve years ago. Twelve years ago. Oh, yeah, she sent me a map when, when you found the When I met Laura Miller, that's when I got to know Cecile Schmidt. Um, she said she sent me a map of these non-portal areas, uh, and there's a big one right where we're at. She had drawn a big circle. It's the biggest, I think, if I remember right, it's the biggest one. There's one down in Florida. She had nine, nine drawings and circles of, over the nation. Widows is a key thing with both Elijah and Elisha. And the whole working of widow and restoration and resurrection and all that. Is it connected to the widow that you just spent, Brenda? 
I believe that her name means the flaming sword, which is where you have that at the Garden of Eden. The heavenly divine ruler of the land. That's what her name means. And we, we hit the entry point right on the nation. Where the nation was began. Where, where the nation actually, the government of the nation began and was a usurping government. A new world order government. It never was right. At the very founding of it. And that's what the insurrection of today is all about. It was built off the blues. It was built off the blues and the reds. And the thirteen, the thirteen colonies were just blues and grays. They were just an extrapolation of liber, libertarian thing. You had the red coats on the other side that were up there on the other side of Valley Forge and Washington, standing in between them. But Washington was a New World Order Freemason. Mm -hmm. And so he was a New World Order guy from the very inception. And you have William Penn, who was a good man, but I've read his works, and he still was a plus negative thinker. I mean, a mosaic thinker, mosaic law thinker. He wasn't a new... He, a lot of these guys, they proclaim the New Covenant, but they don't live according to the New Covenant. They say all this New Covenant ideology, but you can see the framework of Mosaic Covenant all through everything they do. Because they're raised up... If you raise up an army... You're raising up volunteers. You're raising up an old covenant mindset. If you if you try to bring strength to bear, you're raising up a right face. You're raising up a red position. You're raising up a blue position. You are not new covenant. It don't matter what your mouth says. I'm new covenant. You're only new covenant when your eyes are completely fixed on the very nature and beauty of God. That's new covenant, and it flows out of us, coming in through us. Hands tied behind your back if they need to be. You're fully dependent. You're eating from the tree of life. Otherwise, you that you can say all you want, but it's still old covenant mindset. You can talk up a game. You can do the great rhetoric, and it don't mean anything to the Lord. This new covenant is new covenant. You said her first name was Flaming Sword. Brenda. Flaming Sword. Flaming Sword. One thing came to mind was... With Adam and Eve. Yeah, that's what. At the garden. Yeah, at the garden. The flaming sword yep. he put to protect. I don't know if it connects with. To block the gates. To yeah. Lock. I don't know if it connects with anything, but that's. that's I no, I say amen. Yeah, that's. And there's a place there in there by Horatio Gates, and that's a whole other thing about your. And Bill Gates, the phenomenon of the artificiality of I'll be, I'll be very frank and honest. I believe our ministry passed probation. And I believe God gave right of access to the founding of this nation to throw away that New World Order power grab mindset to lay a foundation for a Melchizedek order within this nation so that this nation can be turned over to the Lord fully and its inhabitants. Uh, that he is now, with this agreement, that he is now laying in that new kingdom of a new covenant kingdom, and now he will begin to raise up the remnant family within this nation uh, and restore the remnant family. And, and hopefully in the highways and hedges, there will be many more to come in. Uh, that, but there will be a, a royal purple family. That will, we will not, we will not in any way, God will, we will not side with any kind of blue or red agenda at all. And we that means we will not try to create a volunteer army. 
And we will not, we will not try to uh, raise up uh, resources to build bigger this and bigger that. We will, uh, we will bless and give. And, and so we have to come in to complete disagreement. And Pete Lineker right now is unpacking how to take this thing forward brilliantly. Because he said that we can't go tyrant right and we can't go libertarian left. And he's laying out prophetically some uh, safeguards that could safeguard us moving forward with this so that our leadership team does not go off the rails like every single human being besides the Lord himself has ever done. Because we can't do this anymore. It's got to stop. And, and I feel like the Lord said to me, the buck stops here. You know, now The Lord, ultimately, not to just gain a nation. That Okay, that's great. Whatever. We, got, uh, we get a nation. Whatever. Uh, we want the Lord back. And we're not going to get him back if the restoration of all things doesn't happen. So the Lord wants the full internal temple rebuilt and restored all to full capacity. This is unto him. And so even with this movement that will happen, the Lord's going to have a second exodus unto a glorification. And he told me, he said, we're going to go gather the remnant out of the metapolis, which is, excuse me, megapolis. Megapolis is throughout the cities. Gather my family unto me. I'm going to restore their RNA code. Their expression. Like Mike talks about, like you've talked about, I'm going to restore the expression of Christianity in one generation. I'm going to restore the whole expression of myself and my image onto them and imprint them with my image. They will raise up. I will take out sin. I will take and give perpetual righteousness. I will redeem my people back to me. And I'm going to come back and meet you in the air. And this is it, you know. I mean, this is really it. And uh, and the, uh, this is this is it. And And... We can't get off track at all. We got to stay on in the train on the track. Uh, right down the center of this thing and navigate the wisdom of God through the whole thing. And I believe the Lord said, and uh, Stephen told me yesterday, that's why he gave us a cohort. That's why he made us, he took our families and brought us together so we would, together, we, we could get this work done and we wouldn't violate uh, the goodness of God in doing it. And so we could be a check with each other. Check and balance. It's a check and balance to just, we got to stay the course until the Lord appears and busts the eastern sky open. So where are we? We're in Eden land now. Eden. Yep. And he's put the flaming sword there to protect what happens until he restores Eden. Yeah. 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 Now he's like, go gather my family. And not go gather them to raise up some kind of like, oh, we got a bunch of people now. Oh. Express my life into them so that they know who they are. Uh, like what happened to Brenda. Oh my goodness, I know. She writes me the next day, too. To say, mm -hmm. I still like, like, you know, she's still touched by the Lord. It's not like, it's took hold, you know. She knows who she is. She's the she's the widow on the whole nation. He picked that widow. I mean, she, her life has so much importance to the Lord. But she knows who she is. And every person will, that is the Lord, will know how um, special they are to the Lord. Kind of like the Incredibles. Oh. <laughs> when the Lord said, I mean, when when out, they, like, you know, a lot of movies do this, where they go out and they get, like, yeah, those know. those people that yeah. are like they gather the outcasts. Yeah, yeah. Or even, uh, I love the greatest show. 
Yeah. yeah. The ones who seem like the outcasts. But it's like they're the agents, but they're like somewhere like well, that, that's, you, know, <laughs> you know that whole conversation in one one ten that you keep referring to is the volunteers. But we thought of one ten three. You mean? Yeah. We thought of volunteers in terms of garnering, gathering people to our thing. Yeah. And God's saying, no, 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 no. It's in the day of my power. Yeah, that's a capital Y, your power. That's not. But gather them unto me. Um, bring them unto me. Uh, bring them unto the Lord. And it's like him to go after the one. Like, the widow. Wouldn't that be just like the, widow the best assignment to just like hit these people? You know, yeah. Not that it couldn't be a group, but you know. Well, like, it will be. It will end up reaching out to millions, honestly. It, it will. And each person will say, I'm the Lord's and I'm matter. Because the why am I will come out finally. That is the problem in the Garden of Eden, the why am I. Well, when you transmit the Lord, the why am I goes. It's not even who am I. Why am I goes. I exist for him, for him alone. And that will transmit out of what we're doing. So much so it will restore a person just like that. The Lord will restore them instantly. We'll take a moment. In a moment. And the only way we can do this is by the glory of God leading us. Amen. This can't be anything else. But what is really significant is that well, the prayer is that it would be on earth as in heaven. The kingdom of heaven will be will be coming down and will be residing in different places as uh, as there is receptivity for it. But what is this is going to be very significant is that of what whom much is given much is required so the kind of thing in terms of the, the if we have the glory of god and we stop moving in sinful behavior or defiling the presence of god it's going to be like Anaisis and sapphira in terms of boom judgment happens not just this is the kind of purity that god was really instilling with the with the, the, the beginning, the onset, where they had a vision like, "Hey, nothing is ours. We're just gonna, we're just gonna live in this. Um, whatever is needed, we'll sell this, we'll give this, and just to provide." And all of a sudden, that was being corrupted, and there was judgment and fear. Of the Lord came over. Uh, that was a holy fear. It was a wonderful fear that brought people like, "What are we doing? We gotta make sure that our hearts." are really steadfast towards the Lord. Obviously, we can still repent and, you know, uh, and we won't be perfect, but that the, 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 the Lord will give us insight in terms of what to do and how to do it. This one podcast, they deal with the glory, the glory cloud podcast, they deal with God's Shekinah or the face of God coming into our midst and dwelling with us. With His face comes both Two sanctions. One is a blessing sanction, the other one is a curse sanction. So you, you see when he comes in the cloud and the fire is in the cloud at night, but it's the same fire as the Kavad that God begins to come in among his people. That's what I was saying about exposure. When that exposure comes, it exposes iniquity and sin, yea, unto transformation. But if you harden your heart, or if um, a curse sanction comes with the Lord. So when the tongues of fire fall on them, it's both a redeeming, sanctifying fire, but it's also a, a fire that brings uh, discipline and even judgment. 
And so being aware of that, um, that as he comes near to us, which he is, and he's going to be more and more coming near to what we're doing because, I mean, he told me years ago when I was like down on my knees, like when I found out about this, you're going to dwell with man. I was like, come now. And he said, I'd kill you if I come now. The blessing and the severity of Yeah, because you're so sinful. You are so sinful. It would literally kill you if I came. What you're asking for, it would kill you. In 09, I would kill you if I come near to you. I'm like, you're asking for something you can't have right now. We'll have to go through a series of transformations. So it, death after death after death. So I kill that old nature so I can come. And he gets a corporate group like he's got with us. He begins to move among us. I knew why there could be no second exodus without God. <laughs> you can't go like, get all these people together and we'll have a second exodus. Like, right. Well, exodus into what? If the word doesn't come, there is no exodus. There has to be the exposure of... Well, that's the second Moses idea, too. It's... it's I yes. just got the kids to go there. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Would yeah. you say that um, that Brenda, the widow, is a symbol of of something that's coming that will symbolize what the ministry is going to be doing? Go after the one. Go after. I mean, the heart of God is is that way. Would you say that? Yes. It's, it's like a symbol. It's like a, an example of what ministry is going to look like. Well, he always goes and leaves the 99 for the one, right? Right. And when the heart is set on the one, you, the 99 follow because he, he wants us to have a heart. That's the shepherd heart. So if, if, if that's the case, then the man that she was wanting to marry uh -huh. was a distraction. Yes. And all these gates y'all went to, these Places that were burned down. Materialism, oh. sensationalism, and power. Also, false is powers. a distraction. So those are things that we have to be aware of when we go for the next assignment. Whatever, whatever is next, you got to say, okay, we're not going to be distracted by this and this and this and this, because those are something the enemy has set up to get off course from what the mission of God is. It's not a logical, even though that's a logical conclusion. That's it's unlogical. Know, but it's a nature. We have to have a very... Well, well, yeah, yeah, I know, you know. I know. But actually, did it, with Brenda, her husband was not the distraction. It was the process in terms of laying down her life yeah. and burning, burning, burning. Oh, I love him, I love him, I forgive him, I forgive him. Lord bless him, Lord bless him, deliver him. Until that that painful agony process uh, was part of her refining. Right, right. So to, to, as a worthy widow who was giving everything she had. He processed her with you all, but her responsibility is to protect us in prayer. Who was who was who was the widow in the temple, Anna? That was her only responsibility was to do what? was to pray. She may be that protector, that thing that stood in front of Eden to protect the garden. She may be, since her name is protected, may be to protect this ministry so we can accomplish what God has us praying through prayer. Because you, you all said that something was released in her when you all ministered to her and prayed for her. So now she can see her true, her true calling and what God has her to do. Because Pest constantly talks about us being in Eden land, Eden land, Eden land. And so Eden, to restore that to, to the original point, 
part of the ministry's responsibility is to communicate the restoration of all things and the restoration and the upfit of man. You you keep talking about that. He's giving you that blueprint about that. So it has to be protected. Maybe her responsibility is to pray that through. Now that she's not distracted by anything. Now that she's been healed. Now that God's restored whatever it is that was that was wrong in her. She understands. He'll communicate to her. Your responsibility is to pray for them. Well, she actually, the next day, she basically set herself a covenant with them. She did the very next morning. Uh, she, she, uh, she does that very thing. She said the Lord laid it on her heart. So she, she um, pledges her commitment immediately. Yeah. Um, Just real quick. I know y'all got to go. But one of the...